Hello lovely single mums and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing why giving your child a head start in reading doesn't need to be a chore. My name is Lucy Good and I am the founder of Beanstalk Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We have a single mum only anonymous forum, ebooks and e-courses, as well as heaps of exclusive single mum discounts on our brilliant discount directory. And it can all be found completely free on our website beanstalkmums.com.au but for now for today's podcast I am very excited to welcome a lady called Sarah Lehman from Reading Eggs now before I let Sarah come and chat to us and share all of her knowledge I'm going to tell you a little bit about her Sarah has over 26 years experience as a teacher and a literacy specialist. She's taught in both the UK and Australia across all ages from early childhood through to year eight. Sarah's biggest passion is helping children to become great readers and she currently writes lesson content for both the ABC Reading Eggs and Math Seeds programme. Sarah is also an author and has written several fiction and non-fiction books for children. She lives in Sydney and she's got a 13-year-old daughter who, like all teenage daughters, keeps her on her toes. I have a 13-year-old daughter too, so I know where you're coming from there, Sarah. Um, And if you've not heard of ABC, Reading Eggs, and I'm pretty sure most people have. It's a multi-award winning online reading program. It's designed to make learning to read easy and fun for children aged 2 to 13. The comprehensive program is based on solid scientific research and learning principles covering the five essential components of reading, which are phonics, phonemic awareness, vocabulary, fluency and comprehension. Currently, Reading Eggs has over 10 million users worldwide in 179 countries. Sarah, I am absolutely honoured to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, thank you. And I think I got my wording out in the introduction because it was a bit more, except some long words in there. Um, (laughs) Look, I I truly mean it when I say it's an honour. And I'm really passionate about reading eggs because my girls are 13, like your little girl, and 16 now. Mm. Um, And I very much remember reading eggs coming out in the UK and jumping on board and giving it a go. And we absolutely loved it. And I would actually say that it's part of my kids' childhood and they they remember it now. Um, I was telling them that I was talking to you and not to phone me in the next hour. (laughs) (laughs) And they were very impressed that I was talking to the lady that co-wrote the Reading Eggs programme. So yeah, a real honour to have you on. And I just, before we head into our questions I've got about teaching kids to read, um, how does it feel to reach into the lives of so many children and help them to read? Um, or should I say help them love to read? Um, as this is what you're doing every day. I know. And it, it's a real privilege to be able to do this. Um, I, I absolutely love being able to share this passion that I've got for helping children learn to read and, and to do it globally. Um, when we first started it, you know, we were, were an Australian company and we thought, you know, um, it was something that people had asked for and we'd, we'd 
we were we have a history of um, making great, great reading resources for children, but we were we were really coping with um, children in this new digital age. Let's find something that they will love and that they will learn from. And Reading Eggs was born. So I feel great that I can actually use my skills as a teacher and um, and help children learn to read all over the show. It's great that you used it in the UK. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah, all those years ago and still remember it. So it's just fantastic. And I, as I have said, I'm so passionate about letting people know about it and um, using it to give their children a love of reading because it's so important. So let's go into the questions that I've got for you. Um, I think we've got a lot of information to cover today. So we're going to keep our podcast within 30 minutes if possible. Let's get going. So (laughs) so my question question one for you. One of the things all mums want to do is make sure that our kids are ready for school. Anything that we can do to give them a head start is a winner. Can you give us some ideas of preschool literacy activities that will help kids get up to date and where they should be for starting prep? Oh, absolutely. But, you know, Lucy, whenever I get asked this question about how to give children a great head start in before, before school, there is one really essential piece of advice that I always feel I should give first. And that is that being able to read, write, and spell are not prerequisites for starting school. Um, To be honest, teachers are really more interested in knowing that your child is socially, emotionally, and physically ready to cope with the demands of school life. But, you know, having said that, young children really do have the most incredible capacity to learn new things at this age. In fact, it's about 75% of their brain development happens in these early years. So it really makes sense to, I guess, harness that natural curiosity that children have. And this is where giving them a head start really makes sense, but you have to do it properly. Um, Because young children, they learn very differently compared to older children and to adults. Um, They learn through play. And it's all about discovery and new experiences. And, you know, they're not daft either. And as soon as you try to make learning a little bit more rigid and a little bit more formal, Mm. they they smell a rat straight away. (laughs) And they won't have a bar of it because I know my daughter (laughs) would run a mile. She's like, oh, mum's got a teaching head on now, so I'm not interested. I'm going to go and play. So whatever you do to build any literacy skills, it really has to be playful. You know, you have to make it into a game if you can or some kind of fun challenge. Just keep it light and keep the pressure off. So some some things that you can definitely do, um, yeah, sing songs, making up silly rhymes, playing with words. These are really great for building a key reading skill called phon- phonological awareness. That's another one of those big words. And <laughs> well done is, with that word. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of these I'll throw in. Um, this one is the ability to hear individual sounds in words, and it's really important when children first start reading. Um, playing matching games, sorting activities, odd one out games, these are really good too because these develop visual processing and discrimination skills, and you have to have those again when you first start reading. Um, talk with children about putting things in order. Maybe if you get them in the kitchen, you know, make a sandwich, um, brushing teeth, getting ready for bed, making sure that they can recognize that there is an order to things and there are steps involved is a really good way of building comprehension skills. Um, go out, look at letters in the environment, look at street signs, look at things in shops, car registration plates. 
Um, say letters, say the letter's name, say its sound. Um, these are really good pre-phonic activities. And never, ever underestimate the power of Play-Doh because mm. that's a really great multi-sensory tool. You get children making letter shapes, saying the sound while they make it. And at the same time, they're also building their hand muscles. That's really good because um, it helps them then when they go on to writing and gripping pencils. And just on that, one activity that you can do is get them to pick up um, little beads or shell past shells or something just with their thumb and their first and their middle fingers so that they're practicing their tripod grip for holding a pencil because that's really good if they can go to school already knowing how to hold a pencil properly half the battles won with forming letters and writing um but i guess my most important piece of advice if you did nothing else is read read to your child read lots lots of different types of books it builds their listening skills. Um, talking about books builds vocabulary and comprehension. And look, just retell old stories, make up silly stories, but just keep it light. Have fun. Don't make it too pressured. Don't force it. Mm, yeah. And I think as well, um, you mentioned things like singing songs and rhymes and silly yeah. stories, but... You know, do it while you can, because when they get to the age of our kids, 13, they don't want to do it anymore. They look at you as if you're completely crazy. Um, They don't find you funny anymore. So make the most of it as a parent. This is a time to be doing these really cool, fun things with your kids, but also you're actually helping them um, to to have really cool skills um, that will give them a head start at school. And so interesting what you said about... um, them not actually needing to read, write, spell or count when they start prep. I didn't realise that. Um, I always thought that they needed a little bit of, of ability to do those things. But of course, it's nice to give them a head start, but it is more about them being happy, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. And, you know, if you've, if you've ever had a child go through the first year of school, for most children, they go in at this particular level and they come out and the the growth you know the the amount of stuff they can do the skills that they learn in that first year is phenomenal so you know yeah sure head start is great if you can do any of this stuff before they start you really are giving them a great foundation um but as i said we all know everybody is busy mums are busy they've got a million things they're juggling And I guess that, you know, when we get on to talking about reading eggs is one of the great things is that there's no pressure on them. We'll we'll do all that for you. You, Your kids can just play and learn and you don't have to be responsible for teaching them to read. Exactly. Tick that box (laughs) off. You don't need to do that. That's one of the things that I liked about it. But look, many parents, myself included, think think that once they start school, we can sit back and relax um, and enjoy our lives and we don't need to do any learning for them or teaching should I say at home but it's still so important so can you just tell us some habits and routines we can create to foster good reading habits at home sure look the best thing any parent can do to foster a good reading habit at home is to be well to be a positive role reading model for your child you know letting your child see you reading gives them such a good message. Um, It shows them that reading is a good thing and and it shows them that it has a variety of purposes. You can read read to get information, you can read to be entertained. Um, So letting them see you read. Um, It's particularly helpful for boys to have a male role 
role, role I can't get my words out, <laughs> reading role model, which I know isn't always possible. So I would suggest possibly calling on the help of extended family members if you can, or some mm. friends or, you know, maybe even an older brother. Just letting your son see a male reading is, is very, very um, useful and positive. It might even just take them to the library mm. and let them see some male reading happening there. Um, try, try to surround children with as many things to read as possible. You know, I know that these days not everyone has books full of, um, sorry, shelves full of books at home. Um, but, you know, it doesn't just have to be reading books. Um, they can read the junk that comes in the mail, you know, the flyers and the menus and the, the catalogues. Um, and outside, as I mentioned before, there's a hundred million things to look at, all the, the street signs and the road signs and there's posters and labels in supermarkets. Definitely enroll your child in the library if you haven't mm. already done so, because I mean, there is a wealth of stuff there for them to read. And the, the important thing is to let them have a choice. Um, you know, I, I think it's often tempting as a parent to try and steer your child towards books that you loved when you were younger. Mm. Um, I, I broke my heart because I thought, you know, I absolutely loved Enie Blyton. Yeah, the me famous too. <laughs> and I brought all these books over from England. And I'm like, Hannah, there you go. You know, read them. And she didn't want to. <laughs> she no. really didn't like them. And I'm thinking, but, you know, I loved these books. But, you know, y you just have to give your child the freedom to look at a variety of fiction and nonfiction books to broaden their repertoire. You know, our job really is we can guide them, but we can't always make the choices for them. So we just let them see what's available. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one, just one last thing I, I think about fostering good habits. When your child does start school that first year, it won't be too long. They'll bring home a home reader and they're meant to read this book a few minutes every night. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I stood in the kitchen chopping veggies and making the packed lunches and, you know, Hannah standing there plowing through this book and I'm really not listening. I know it was actually quite awful. And I think we all do kind of, it. Yeah, we all do it. And, you know, she was just making up sentences that sounded quite plausible because I didn't know, I wasn't paying any attention. And I think really, you know, that time is actually quite important. And if I could give anybody any advice, I'd say try and carve just a few minutes out mm. that you sit with your child and you make it the reading time. And I know that's easier said than done in busy lives, but it really is very, very valuable. And it helps you sit with your child and discuss the story and talk about things. And um, it definitely gives a very positive me message. And talking about sitting with children and reading together, it actually leads on to the next question because I was, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about how much I used to love doing that because um, my then 11 year old daughter discovered Harry Potter at the same time as me um, and so I've got so many happy memories of us together sharing a book and discussing it so it really is such a lovely I mean you couldn't do it now she's 16 so do it while you can again um, yeah but we did a lot of reading aloud together and I often felt she was a little bit old for it actually at times but I understand there's actually lots of benefits to reading aloud can you tell us what they are and why we should encourage it 
Oh, absolutely. And if it makes you feel any better, I was also reading aloud to my daughter till she was about 11. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and now even, really, it's only because she's at high school and it's a time thing, but we still share her English texts. It's just one way of getting through them. We, yeah. we both will read them. Yeah, I do as um, well. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you do what you can. Yeah. Um, well, look, definitely one of the most important things parents can do is is read aloud. There's all this research, uh, it's amazing actually, that shows the far-reaching, really positive impacts it has on children's development. There was a really interesting research that was published just in 2015. It's American um, research, and they I don't know how they did this. They actually conducted MRIs on a group of three to five-year-olds. If you've ever had oh an MRI, God, I don't yeah. know how. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how they did this, but they had them listening to a story. And they noticed that children who were from backgrounds where they were read to on a regular basis, the parts of the brain that control visual imagery and narrative comprehension were really stimulated, were a lot more than those children that weren't being read to at home. And another research showed that um, reading really rich text picture books um, allowed to young children definitely increases their vocabulary development and language skills. So, I mean, there's a a whole wealth of research out there, but it definitely points to the fact that reading aloud is really, really useful and vital. Mm. Um, Developing vocabulary is a really important building block for children learning to read because when they first start reading, to be honest, all they've got to really go off is their oral vocabulary and the stuff they've heard. So if we can give them a lot of lovely exposure to really good texts and words. That's a great foundation for them. Um, And reading aloud to children, you know, it teaches them to be good listeners. um, They develop better grammar. They build comprehension. And there's other really important cues, you know, which direction text goes in and what the different parts of a book book are. And obviously reading aloud... um, is a great way to model how to read, you know, with fluency and expression and intonation. And it's also really nurturing, like you said, you know, sitting with your child and sharing a book with them. It's a lovely experience. So definitely, definitely worth persevering with if you can. And you get to make up all the voices and sound effects. It's you great do. fun. I, we, we still have held on to some of the books from my kids' childhood. Though, as you say, those really beautiful books with the pictures. And I, yeah. I reckon I know, still know them off by heart. I read them that many times. And yeah. they do as well. They'll remember them forever. Some of those books are just such special treasured memories for us. Um, and, and when they're older, they'll always remember that time cuddled up with you reading those books they'll never forget it look I'd like to focus a bit more on reading eggs now um for me um books are one of the best inventions on earth you can probably tell I I'm an avid reader from the way I'm talking I find it real escapism actually but in this digital age um our kids do need more Um, And as I mentioned, we were avid users of Reader Eggs when it first launched in the UK many moons ago. Um, And at age 13 and 16, we still have memories of it. What is it about Reading Eggs that makes it so engaging for kids and successful in helping them to learn to read? Um, Look, I think think Reading Eggs works because, well, essentially it's based on best practice research into how children learn to read and what they need to learn to read. And it it supports what they're doing in schools as well. 
Um, we, we understand that learning to read for some children really isn't easy. Um, some children breeze through it, but for others, it's really hard. And that's because there are five essential elements that children need to be able to read. They're a bit like building blocks and each one needs really careful teaching. And we, in the program, in Reading Eggs, we address each of these elements. So just to quickly say what they are, more more jargon coming. Um, (laughs) Phonemic awareness is the first thing, which is this ability to hear those individual sounds. The next one is phonics instruction. And this is when children learn how to break words apart into sounds and then put them back together to read them. Vocabulary, I've already mentioned, is that learning new words and expanding what words they know. Um, The next one is fluency. We say fluency and automaticity. And this is the ability to just read words quickly. They, They don't need to keep breaking them up into sounds. And finally, comprehension. And this is sort of the ultimate goal of reading. And it's about giving children the ability to think critically about text and develop deeper meaning. And this is something that we cover in great depth in the next part of the program, the Reading Express site um, that follows on from Reading Experts. The focus is about engaging and learning about texts. Now, like any new skill, um, learning to read really takes a lot of practice. Um, it, It needs patience and repetition. And a lot of young children just don't have that. They don't have the motivation to keep going over these skills. It can be really frustrating for them and parents because, you know, as I've said, they often feel this pressure to get children reading, which, of course, we now know they don't need to. But reading eggs works because it takes the pressure off. Um, Busy mums, you know, you've got enough to do. So you can rest assured if you get onto reading eggs, we, we do that for we do that work for you. It's a safe environment. We're a kids safe recon, recognized website. So you can rest assured too that when your little ones are on, they're not gonna fall down some mm. cyber wormhole and <laughs> you know, go off into something they shouldn't. It's all very contained. Um, there's no negative repercussions if the child gets something wrong and we reward everything they do. Um, because one thing we do know about young children is they love extrinsic rewards. They love having something physical and tangible that they can see. So reading eggs is full of things to keep them motivated and keep them feeling that they're learning. So we've got golden eggs to earn and hatching critters and buying things from an online shop. They can choose an avatar and they they even get certificates um, to celebrate when they've achieved something. So, well, and we've also got this new feature that's really popular called monthly themes. Um, It just adds this additional element of surprise that children seem to be getting really excited about. So, yeah, it's about visual appeal. I mean, we've got the research behind it, but also just the visual appeal of of reading eggs too. Mm. Um, It definitely helps make learning to read a little bit less of a chore for many children. Yeah, definitely. And I remember those golden eggs very well. Um, (laughs) And it's very clever because you can sort of be cooking your dinner and they're off playing, I say in inverted commas, but you're actually, you're feeling a little bit crafty because they're actually learning, but they don't Mm. realise it. Um, (laughs) Look, I've got one more question for you. We are running a little bit short in time, but I'm going to squeeze it in because my memory of it was, as I was saying, was it just being this kind of set and forget thing? I would set up my girls with it 
and then I would breathe, breathe the sigh of relief because I would think I could get on and do my chores and cook dinner or whatever it was. I didn't have to keep heading back to the laptop or the computer or what or their device, whatever they were on, and help them on to the next stage or help them because they got, got stuck. So for single mums who are trying to fit in a million chores every day, it's a wonderful concept that seriously takes the pressure off. Um, can you talk us through how user-friendly and independent it really is and why that is yeah sure it really is very user-friendly and it was designed you know for kids to use independently um it maybe if i just quickly explain how it works um so once you're on the site or if you've got the app and you've registered basically what happens then is your child has the option of sitting a placement test and that will determine where they start in the program. So again, you don't need to worry about that. So if your child's a total beginner, they'll go straight to lesson one, or if they have some basics already, we put them a little bit further along in the program. Um, the way the lessons work, there's 120 of them in total, and they're all organized into, into groups of 10, into maps. And every time a lesson is completed, the child just literally moves on to the next lesson. It's, it's linear and they can actually see where they've been. So if they were at lesson one and now they're at lesson 20, they can actually go, oh, look how much I've done. I've learned all this. Can see it on the screen where their journey is. Um, they'll eventually um, get to the end of the map. They'll complete um, a quiz and they'll get a certificate and they'll progress to the next level. So it all kind of just rolls the way from the very start. It just keeps, you know, rolling along. And um, the, the great thing is we keep parents informed. Um, they will get regular updates and emails about the progress that the children are making. So, you know, you can, you can if you want to, be really involved. You can also, as, as you say, you can just set and forget. You can just mm. know they're getting on with it and, and you will know what's happening because you'll get these emails telling you. Um, so, yeah, you, the pressure's off. You can just cheer them on and you know there's uh yeah absolutely no pressure that the program has been designed to make this as easy and as as playful and as as useful as possible for children and i think the fact that you know it's safe as well as you say they can't go off it onto something else somewhere that they shouldn't be they're in a, a completely safe they're contained in a safe space so you really can relax with it yes yeah and the other thing too is um the program has been designed to really promote active engagement. So you know that your child's not just aimlessly sitting, yes. like watching YouTube videos, <laughs> slight swipe, next one, that they they actually are engaged. It's, it's not some passive thing. So I think a lot of parents are really grateful for that too, that they know that the child is, if they're going to be on a device, they're doing something yeah. that's really useful and um, they're actually learning from it. So win-win. <laughs> Absolutely a win-win. It really is. Um, and I love the fact that there's a placement test. So they don't go on and then think, oh, this is too hard. I can't do it. You know, they started yeah. exactly the right place because the minute something's too hard for young kids, it's yes. enough to put them off for life, isn't it? Oh, I can't do it. And then they feel um, perhaps a bit negative about themselves. They're not clever enough to do it. So starting them off in exactly the right place for them by testing them is a fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, once, they, um, once they're on, on the board, you know, and they're off and they're running, um, different parts of the program open up and they can go and they can 
write stories and join competitions and there's spelling lessons if they want. And we also have the Reading Express Library that has currently about two and a half, over two and a half thousand books that are all leveled. So mums can know that, you know, they can go into the library and choose some books online as well. So there's lots of things, lots of things to keep them busy and keep them engaged. Love it, love have, it, love having it. Having fun. Having fun <laughs> love it. to read. <laughs> Look, that we that's all we've got time to talk about today. I'd love to delve into some of the bits and pieces a bit deeper and perhaps that's for a podcast another time. Mm-hmm. But um, before we wrap up, Sarah, would you just let my single mum listeners know whereabouts they can go if they would like to have a little little look at reading eggs if they'd like to sign up and I understand that you've got a free trial happening at the moment as well yes we do so um if you go to readingeggs.com.au slash beanstalk um we actually have um, a two-week free trial so you can go on and have a good look around the site and see what we've got um you can access reading eggs um on all screens and you can Get it as an app on your phone in Google and also in um, the Play Store. Um, and yes, the website is obviously the other place. But yeah, definitely try it. Yeah. Um, readingeggs.com.au slash beanstalk and go and have a look. Yeah, and you can't go wrong giving having a free trial. We were just saying, actually, before we came on air to talk, um, you know, kids are probably getting a bit tired of school um, mm. right now. So if you've got a, a school-aged kid, um, it might be better to, to do that free trial. Um, you know, to find the right time, basically, yeah. is what I'm saying. A time when, you know, they're not too tired. So you can really give it a good go in those two weeks. Because I will tell you from experience, I'm sure your kids will love it. And it really is a godsend when you want them to be readers. And it's very hard to get kids to be readers in this in this um in the society we live in where we're all glued to our screens but mm. look Sarah thank you so much I I really really feel it is an honor to talk to you I'm very excited to have done it um, and what you've created is just so clever an engaging pra- platform that kids do on their devices so they love it but it teaches them to read and to love reading and that's a gift our kids will enjoy for the rest of our lives um, so look thank you for coming on for sharing your knowledge and your expertise and your time with us today Thank you, Lucy. It's been a real pleasure. I'm very pleased that I could come and talk to you about reading eggs. Thank <laughs> and you. We'll, we'll be sharing this podcast for years to come, so lots of ladies will be hearing <laughs> oh, you chat in the future. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You've done wonderful. Not sure about that. I don't think I'll be listening to it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and to all the single mums who are listening, you may have gathered I can't sing the praises of reading eggs enough. So I strongly encourage you to head over and sign up for the free trial at the right time. Not only will you get to cook dinner and go to the toilet in peace, (laughs) but your kids will be learning to read at the same time. And what could be better than that? And remember, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find more podcasts like this, but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey. You can chat to me anytime on our anonymous single mum forum or you can chat to me on the Single Mum Vine Facebook group, uh, both of which are reached through the website. And one final point before we leave you, if this podcast has helped you, please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it. The reviews will make the podcast easier to find by other single mums who need support, guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys. So until next time, ladies, goodbye. <laughs>